This podcast was brought to you by mtgcast.com and please check out www.tcgplayers.com for your best place to buy cards online. Yo, yo, what's going on? Welcome to another week of The Brainstorm, episode number seven. I want to thank you all for joining us today. I'm your host, Tyrone, with my other co-host, Phil. What's going on, Phil? What's up, Tyrone? What's going on, everybody? Not much, my brother. Just uh, another great week of magic. We had this... um Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that, that bad news, man. We have to... Uh, I'll let you sit here and yeah, tell we'll everybody. Get into that. But uh much no good, but um let's welcome to uh, episode seven of the brainstorm. This is another I would like we was getting to for uh Phil. You guys have um back thoughts about uh what happened to him and his uh her pre release thing for this uh M twelve. But uh before I get in mind Phil closed. Yeah, Phil, break it down for the folks out there. Let them know how uh how's your your car shop did you wrong, man. Well, basically, I play every Monday night here at my local store is the draft night. Friday nights is Friday Night Magic. I usually play the Monday drafts and sometimes Friday Night Magic. Since Jace was banned, I I haven't because the the deck I had was a Jace deck. I haven't really made a new one yet. But uh, I called because I've been working a lot lately, so I called the store and I said, hey, the last, actually, before I continue with that, on the uh, Mirrored and Besieged pre-release event, I called, and he said, you better uh, pay ahead of time and reserve your spot, because last time we had 30-some people, and I was turning people away, and this and that, so I was like, fine. I paid up front, paid my money for the draft, bought uh, a pre-made deck on accident at the same time because he said they were having those too. And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll take it. So then the uh, new Phyrexia pre-release comes out. And, oh, by the way, the Mirrored and Besieged event, there was six of us or seven of us there. So I didn't have to prepay. Uh, the new Phyrexia came and went. Now M12, I called two days ago or two days before, and I said, hey, do I need to come up and prepay because I'm working right now, and I need to come up now if I have to do that. And he said, no, it's no problem. I have only had two people prepay. So I was like, all right, cool. So I work Friday night till 7 in the morning. Then when I get home at 8 o'clock, I sleep till 11.30, 11 actually, wake up at 11, get a shower, get dressed, and run to the store, which is about 10, 15 minutes from my house. So I'm on like three or four hours of sleep as it is. And then I get there, I walk in, said what's up to the guy at the store, talked to him for about, I don't know, a minute. I was like, he said it was starting, I heard him say it was starting in 10 minutes. So I ran down the street. There's a little taco uh, stand right down on the corner there. And uh, a couple guys were outside eating them, and it looked pretty good. So I decided I was going to go get one. Went down, grabbed the taco, ate it, went back in the store, and I walked over. And I, usually I give him my bank card, and I say, just hold it, because at the end I usually buy a couple packs or buy some cards or whatever anyway. So instead of running it two or three times, he just holds it and has a running tab for me. So I go up to him and say, hey, do you want me to – do you want to hold my card till the end? And he looked at me and goes, we're full. I bet you was pissed. I was yeah. pissed. Hell yeah, I was pissed. I just, <laughs> I woke up, didn't get any sleep, worked all night, called in advance. He knew I was coming. I said, I'll definitely be there when I talk to him. And then I'm going to show up. A re- and I didn't know, there might have been two or three people there that are regular players there. Everyone else was like a one time just coming to the store for the pre-release or whatever the hell they were doing. But after that, I was heated. I mean, I was pissed. I probably will never go back there that store again. Like, I might strictly be an online player from here on out after uh, that. 
man, that's not. Uh, I don't understand. I mean, I, that's that's what my uh, my guy does here, Larry, at um, Galaxy Comics here in Texas. That's what I do. Like sometimes the Friday Night Magic, I'll, I'll call ahead and say, "Hey, um, put me down on the list," you know, because you know I may be coming in at like five till. You know, I want them know I won't be put down. Even they did, did it on the day of the pre-release because it's kind of the same ordeal here. But um, the part that kind of when I think about the thing about this kind of pissed me off about it, man, is that you call ahead, you let them know I'm going to get something to eat. Don't put nothing on. He does it, then all of a sudden you say I'm full. I mean, I mean, literally, after I was there, I would have, I would have stopped with my bank card. I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, they were full when I came in because when I came in, I remember there was a girl standing at the count at the cash register, and he was saying, "I don't know if you could play. We're waiting on two other guys." He said their names, so obviously they were full when I walked in. I just assumed that he counted me as part of that being full. Because I regularly play, and I called and told him I was coming. Yeah. But then, whenever I came back from eating my taco, this girl comes outside, and she goes, Yay, I get to play, blah, 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 didn't show up. Oh, hell no. Somebody. Oh, so, oh, my. Yeah. Oh, that's, so, I mean, that's, that, uh, I mean, okay, if any you guys out there are freaking store owners or know people who are store owners, let them know about this type of story, man, because if you got players, I mean, that's how you lose business. I'm done. I'm, I won't buy. I buy boxes and boxes when new sets come out. Just, yeah. just for the heck of it, because I'm I collect the cards more than I build, buy and build decks. Yeah. Like the last deck I had was a blue black control deck with Jace, and I haven't made another deck since. But I've probably bought in four or five fat packs since, and played in twenty or thirty drafts since that was banned. Yeah. I mean. That's what I do. I play in drafts. I collect the cards. Occasionally, when I get an idea, I'll build a deck with it. And, you know, that's it. But that's it. I mean, it's going to take a lot for me to go back to that store. And, I mean, anybody that, anybody that does live in Pittsburgh, where I'm at, it was, uh, Geekadrome was the name of the store up in Brookline. So, uh, I don't know if anybody, I've never had any problems with it before, but after that, that, that made me pretty mad. So that, that just killed the, uh, killed the joy. Yeah, right uh, there because yeah. it made made no sense. And right then there. I heard about your your twelve twenty twelve draft and all the cards you got and the Jace and yeah, how awesome it was and how much fun you had and the and this and that. Yeah, and it, it, it was like, it was really yeah, fun. Like, oh, yeah, I I, I know I really want you to experience. I want to you know everybody you know, you know especially you know give your whole idea because you, you you're a little bit better in draft than I am. Online, I think I'm more of a deck builder than mostly a drafter, but I do it anyway because it's because love of the game. But um, the Jace that I got, I um, I sacrificed. Hate to say it, but um, <clears throat> I sacrificed my Tezzeret and a sort of War and Peace to get that Jace. So, what do you mean you sacrificed? That I, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pull that Jace. The Jace that I told you that. They got pulled. Uh, that Jace that got pulled. Um, it was somebody else. Traded for him. Yeah, I traded for that Jace, but there was another for Jace. For a Sword of War and Peace and a Tezzy? Yeah. Damn. You're yeah. crazy. Well, I, I have, I have five, uh, swords of, uh, five swords of, um, uh, not five, swords of body. No, it wasn't War and Peace. It was Sword of Body and Mind. I have, That's I have, still what? 12, 13 bucks? Yeah, but I have five of those already. So, well, well. Now I have five. I had six. So now I have five. So you lose one. I mean, come on now. What, I already had a place at and get rid of the other ones. And no one really wants sort of one piece. He wanted it because he's trying to build that like a death to go against green. But my Tezzeret, uh, reason I'll, I'll explain the whole reason why that here in a minute, why I did that. But that's why I traded it for it because, you know, I, I came to a new concept about playing magic. But, uh, anyway, um, uh, the guy next to me, he pulled a full Jace and a uh, Frost Titan in the same lot of cards that he got on and uh, on put his deck together. I mean, people were pulling Jaces, people were pulling freaking um, uh, Frost Titans, Grave Titans. No one pulled. I think one person pulled the Frost Titans. It was no Chandra's, no Karuks, no. Oh uh, yeah, one guy pulled one Soren Markovs. You know, but my lot that I got, mine was mostly. Uh, mine was a black 
black blue. All my uh, all my red was um, basically the removable was removable or you know it's like bump up cards you know but I didn't have enough creatures in my black just to run a black red. So my green it has some creatures in there but they're all high like six seven uh, you know mana costs and all my lower creatures everything I needed was for that was was in black so that's why I ran the black blue which is pretty damn was pretty damn good man. I mean I was, I was quite surprised it's like some of these cards. I mean, it's, um, you remember, uh, Unholy Strength, right? Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, and it's, it's, they got another one out now. It's called, uh, same, kind of same thing, but it's called Dark Fever. And, um, you get plus three, plus one, but you lose one life. But to me, really, man, I, after I, I think about it, you know, like, yes, I know swords about it, you know, all the swords have certain, Certain spells abilities that when you play that card, you know, we play those cards, you know, you gain life, you untap land and stuff. But really, from my personal, my personal opinion, Unholy Strings, Dark Fevers, cards like that are, to me, are a game changer. It's basically when you're running, if you're, say, if you're running, uh, running Black Red, right? And you got a couple creatures in your second turn, he has no creatures out. And your second turn, you, you play the Black Mana. And then your second turn, you play the um, you play the red mana, and you got your um, goblin guide, two two plus two, one red mana. And say if you you know you're playing on un, uh, unholy strength, right there, you add it to add it to a, a goblin guide, those two manas right there, and you hit him for, hit him for four on turn two. He's and then he's already down to sixteen, and he might not even get a creature out by that time. For you, uh, for you to be able to counter. If he does, the thing about it, he might have a lightning bolt in your hand. He plays a creature, you lightning bolt it, bam, you hit for another force. That's already eight life gone, he's down to twelve by turn four. I mean, a lot of people don't go and play these type of cards, like, oh, that just takes up room. I think it's a bunch of, um, bunch of BS. I mean, I, I think those are good potential cards to play, cause it's the same thing like with Infet. You gotta hit him hard, hit him quick. I think that's a perfect time to play in Holy Strength. I'd rather play equipment than a holy strength or an unholy strength uh just for the fact that i can equip it like what if you do play your tutu and then you do play a holy strength or an unholy strength and he lightning bolts your tutu before it even goes on yeah Yeah. you wasted that card and your creature's dead where if you play an equipment and he kills your creature you still have the equipment. Yeah, you know, I'm, the not, sword or I'm not. I'm not saying that swords of body and mind. No, no, I yeah. know you're not. I know you're not saying. I'm talking about this I, in the early game. I'm talking about just like run, run like two of them in your deck. I mean, like you know, I, I have a like little recipe of deck building that I want to share everybody here in a little bit. But I'm saying just run like like two holy strings. Like me first, like the deck that I made. I'm running just two dark fevers in there, just for particular reason, just for like um more of a uh, game ending thing, you know, because I may have um. Like like one card that he has six life left and it's a four or something whatever. Then I attach it with that and hit for seven game. I mean that's they're like early gaming, late game winning, just like quick cards. You know, same thing like like um um agenic growth. You know, for you know landfall comes in because of plus four or plus four. You know, stuff like that. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, it's not like like definitely you definitely want to run your, all your swords, sword body mind, sword of feast and famine, sort of uh, war and peace. Is it, is it the only? Three? Oh yeah, sort of visions, but that one don't count. So no one really runs that one because for some reason that one's like, ugh. But uh, that's what I'm talking about. You know, just early game, late game, never mid game, never play uh, unholy strength at the beginning of the game. I mean, I mean, in the middle of the game, always play at the beginning or at the end. Hit them quick, hit them late. That's to me, that's like like a good card. That's why I say don't run, don't run no more than two. But um, I I, I didn't get to spend the whole time to see actually who won. One or or or, or oh, what's it called? Um. Oh man, I'm, I can't think right now. My my computer screen is so bright, but um, I, I don't know who won the pre, won the pre-release, but I I know who the final four was, and it's normally the same people who's in the final four when we play regular uh, Friday Night Magic. So definitely good. Got a lot of good drafters out there. Good cards, especially when I can't wait to draft M12. Yeah. Like yeah, I, me I too. I mean, I wish I could buy online. I wish I could buy a fifty packs right off the bat. Just so go I don't at it. Worry about <laughs> buying any, but yeah, 
I don't, I don't know when it's going to be ready on uh, Magic Online. Yeah, new, thinking. yeah, New Friction not even ready up in there yet, is it? Yeah, you can buy packs for New Friction. You can yeah. draft, but the draft is a Scars of Mirrodin block draft. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. One of each, Scars Mirrodin, and But M12 will be a separate. It'll definitely be its own draft. Yeah, I hope so. Because I definitely yeah. want to get to that. I'm hoping it's... Uh, I'm hoping it's soon. Well, it, sh- it should be. And, uh, I don't know. I, I kind of think this is going to be M- M12. You know, I'm looking, sitting here looking at all the cards. And, um, our buddy Jones, we were looking through the cards yesterday. And, um, there's not as many vampires in here as we, I guess we anticipated. I think there's only like maybe five or six. Then. Yeah, yeah. there's not a whole lot, but I mean, I don't know. There's still there's still a potential to bring back vampire decks with it. Not that they're gone. Yeah, but no, they're not gone. But you got to think about it. Here in October, pretty much all the other vampires are going to be out. Blood gas is going to be out. Um, vampire Nighthawk is going to be out. Pretty much all the good vampire that you you, you normally run in your deck will be they'll all be gone. The only vampires you have left is the vampires from twelve. Right. So, you know, because... Well, um, maybe, maybe they plan to bring vampires again in the next set. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. I did I want to talk a little bit about uh, some factions with drafts, too, that I've been... Some interesting color combinations I've been doing that some have worked out and some haven't. Some, yeah. I think, would have worked out, but I just didn't didn't get the cards out, right? So, yeah, don't, don't, don't hound me about last week that... It's over, okay. <laughs> no. Forgive. Just in case anybody missed forget. that. Uh, Tyrone, which we talked about in the last episode, drafted with me <laughs> and passed a bomb in the very first pack. Yeah, yeah we're, we're not going to talk about what that bomb was. If you want to find out what that bomb was, listen to episode number six. That's right. <laughs> Sneak that one in there. I was like, oh, they're going to tell us. <laughs> oh, no. Now we listen to the whole podcast six. Yeah, man, check out the show, man. There's only six of them. We talk about some good <laughs> stuff. But uh, go ahead and talk about that draft because also I want to throw out some uh, throw out this email that we got from this um this uh, one cat from Miami. So go ahead yeah, and uh, do your draft. We'll talk about that. No, I was just going to say uh, a really fun infect deck that I made the other day was blue white infect in a draft, and it was unbelievable. White has really good infect creatures, and uh, so does blue, and with all the proliferate and sacking creatures to proliferate and putting counters and making them unblockable, it was great. That, I recommend trying out a blue-white infect deck. I made a green-white infect deck today that actually was pretty good, but uh, some of the flyers, I didn't really get anything out. Uh, I had a couple Blight Widows, and... uh, I don't know, I just wasn't getting the cards that I needed. Um, so I didn't do too good with that. I only won one round with that. But it was still interesting. It's something you don't really see too often, like blue-white infect and green-white infect and blue-red infect. Red got some good infect cards. Pretty much everything has infect now, uh, a couple creatures here and there. So that's all I wanted to say about that. And if you guys have any questions about drafts, uh you could send me an email or check out our website at mtgbrainstorm.com, and my email is draftdude at mtgbrainstorm.com, and I will get back to anybody who sends me an email with any questions on drafts or Don't forget any Twitter. comments about drafts or uh, any suggestions, anything like that. And also, if you want to check out my Twitter, it's uh, the same, uh, draftdude at mtgbrainstorm. And, oh, uh, man, no, that, that, not your Twitter. Your Twitter is, uh, um, MTG Draft Dude. Cause, oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because someone, uh, I guess someone jacked their name right when I put it in, because when I put it in the first time, it accepted it. But then all of a sudden, when I, uh, try to, you know, finish information, it said the name was already taken. But, um, it's MT, MTG Draft Dude. Draft Dude. Uh, out for his Twitter. But everything else is okay. still the same. But, um, Let's get on here and um, what else did? What's going on this week? What's yeah, bring up that uh, that email from that guy, Sergio there in Miami. Oh yeah, most definitely. Let's see that here real quick. 
Uh, it's pretty cool that Isn't he it? yeah. responded. Yeah, Sergio, I wanna wanna thank you for uh for sending that that email in, man, and uh, most definitely you definitely gotta be on the show because you are a uh, black blue player like me, especially a Tessie guy. But yeah, I'm trying to jump on Tess for a minute just because I've been playing for a while, but uh Tess would never never leave my side because uh I am still gonna build a bomb artifact deck. I finally got the mechanics down but I need and you know, I like to play a different type of decks. I'm, I need to play test a lot of them. So, but um, he he just wrote in saying, "Hey man, it's been I've been listening since your first podcast with just you and Phil. My name is Sergio, and I'm from Miami. I've been playing empty uh, Magic the Gathering since uh, re- revised edition until up up to uh, Ice Age and Alliance. Had a huge gaps in playing, and most old old heads." <laughs> Um, old school players also have done too. And I came back to Magic the Gathering when Scars came out and I've been trying to get competitive in Friday Night Magic and TCQ since then. Going, going to take my level, take my level one judge test. Hope soon. Hope that goes well for you there, Sergio. I know that's a good thing. I'm pretty savvy with the rules and I, and it would be cool if I could join your crew and do podcasts with you guys and talk about Magic the Gathering and brainstorm some ideas. Like you, I am a blue black player with Tezzy. Is my baby. <laughs> Boy. It's hard to uh find a spot with Tez, but I think we can brainstorm up some cool ideas with Tez and we can talk about what kind of Tez decks has worked best for us. Also some other side of the other side decks. Yeah, side deck is always the hard part about about freaking putting that deck together. So I understand what you're talking about from there. See, I I always my side deck I feel is easier than my main deck because anything I put in my main deck, I know, like with my side deck, it's just going to be cards to take care of the other stuff that's not in my main deck. Like if I have Doom Blades in my main deck or something, like Go for the Throat would be in my sideboard. Right. Or something, you know, like, if I had something to kill, if I didn't have a whole lot of flying control in my main deck, I would throw some flying control in my side deck. Right. So, but some of the cards it is difficult to figure out what to put in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets a little easier. It's, you know, it's like some of the problems I had before were mostly like um, playing um, playing a duress over a uh, Inquisition. You know stuff like that, so that's that's some of the problems I had with it stuff. So, but um, or despise. Uh, yeah, yeah, despise. They got another one. Um, they're um, it's like it's like duress, but it's basically it's the same same card, but instead of a, it's a non-land, so you can choose that or a creature. Let me look on this this list. Uh oh, um, someone's beeping me. Also, um, I did find out for any of you Magic Online players out there, M12 is the release date for the online version of M12 is August 1st. So, just a couple more weeks on that. Yeah, uh, this one is called Disrest. It's a it's a black black. And pull up here real quick. Got a new laptop, so shouldn't have too many problems with that right now. But um, come on now. Let's go, computer. Yes, it's um, target player reveals his or her hand and choose a nine land card from it. That player discards that card. It's two black. Same thing as a duress. Disrest. Same. You know, same ordeal. But I like this card way better. Yeah, it's it's two instead of one. But I uh, I like because with duress you can't do a. It's um, what was nine land nine creature. This one's only a non-land, so I mean that's that's definitely 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 good. So I like that I like that card out a lot. So, but that's basically like yeah, one of the, the one the big mom. quick though and early like yeah. A lot of people don't have too many one drops in their deck, so if they do play, if they get one in their opening hand, they do play one black and then they hit them with that. They get to see their entire hand before they have any chances of playing anything. So. And if you get, if you have the two drop one and you play second, they play first, you play a land, they play again, they play a card, you play a land, then you hit them with it. They could have played like a, a good card that you wanted to remove early. I know 
a two-drop card isn't going to be probably on your top list to remove, but you never know. It could yeah. have been, if you're playing effect, it is. Yeah, exactly. Especially those, uh, especially those, the, those first ones, those cards that get cards plus two and landfall, you know, and double strike, all that kind of stuff. That. Yep. I, I, infect is just, I, I hate infect I, so bad. I know, me too. That's gone. I mean, I just, uh, uh, it's like every Friday I hate night. Always I, I, having to block. Like you have the only way to beat Infect is you have to block everything. Yeah. If you have a four four out and he attacks you with a one one, you have to block it. You can't let it through. Then you're down to th- you have a three three now. Like I've gotten flyers out that are like big five five flyers in this draft and had to block one ones with it, and then it ended up being like a two two or a one one. I mean, it's like. I just can't stand it. In fact, I hate it so bad. Right. That's well, why I is, hate it. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, no matter each week, I always had to play against In fact. And that, that's the thing, too. I never really faced, you know, really faced Callblade, you know, when that deck was, you know, big until it was leaving. It was always freaking effect that was always giving me problems. I'd rather play Callblade than In fact any day. Heck yeah, me too. But, I hate it. Hating fate to a passion, man, because it just—I mean, it's nothing wrong against people playing fate if you if you know this. No, 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 I'm not saying just, that. I just it, hate playing yeah, against it. It doesn't doesn't do me justice. Because no, I mean it. I I got beat by an infect deck in my second turn in a Friday mm-hmm. Night Magic, just because he mm-hmm. had those. Uh, it was a, it was a while ago, but uh, it was like a one mana target creature gets plus plus three plus three or plus four plus four. Yeah, it's some uh, kind of vine or whatever. Oh, it's a um, it uh, 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 it's, it's a green. It's a green instant. It's some yeah. stars of Mirrodin. It's a Minerin uh, mantle. Target creature gets plus two, plus two to end of turn. Metalcraft. That creature gets plus four, plus four to end turn instead if you control three or more artifacts. The card. No, it was um, it or was something from like M eleven or Zendikar or something. Yeah, you got mutant growth, you know, stuff like that. It was mutagenic growth, I think. Yeah. What is that? Plus three, plus three for one? No, no, no that one was plus two, plus two until the turn. But, but then, uh, yeah, but I know the cards you're talking about, because it's a landfall card. When it, when the landfall, it's that one card, I can't remember, I know it's green. It was Either way, he beat me like turn two or turn yeah. three with it. He attacked me for one poison right off the bat. Then he attacked me, he bumped it up, it was three. Then he did it again, and then the third turn he did it again and killed me. Yeah, it's just and I was always, crazy. always in, always in fact. That's, that's how that's usually how it always works. That's why when that's why I usually ha- I try to play black because when I know I, I sat bad luck of facing green, so I always try to put those cards in my deck because I know I know the guys that play it. So as soon as I know that I may end up playing them, I throw them in my deck. Damn, let's do this. We gotta get a uh, couple four-player matches going on M12 on Xbox too. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, no. Tell me about. It. Yeah, if anybody hasn't picked it up yet, Xbox Live. If you great guys got some um, great game. If you, any of you guys have a uh, having um, on the Xbox Live, hit us up with an email. Give us your um, your game, game tag, tag, and we'll, we'll add you on. And let you know that it's us when we when yeah, we invite. Get a good tournament going. It's nice to get four people you know on there instead of jumping in with randoms. And then yeah. if you play a certain card, they quit. Or I mean, it's just it's boring. I'd rather play with four people, three people that I know, four player match, two at a giant or whatever it is. All everyone for themselves, whatever, and then yeah. just play, have a good time. We usually let it go around a couple times before we start attacking. Just play for fun, not like. You don't get it popping. Not like when you play against a random online where he's like, "Oh, you played that card, I quit." Yeah, exactly. It's always, always they're, they're always quick. We've taken quick some hitters. serious beatdowns on M12 and Two Headed Giant. Yeah. We we've never quit. We've taken some serious beatings. Exactly. Like that one time, whenever I had blue green, you had all blue. Yeah. We were, that one game we got crushed and we played, we rematched him and we spanked him. Always, always end up being that way, man. Is this, but I mean, like I said, man, like this game, I don't let it, I normally don't let it get to me too much because, um, 
not like Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Don't get me started on Battlefield, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, especially Vietnam. Vietnam, that is something. I'm getting a little bit irritated with Vietnam, too. Yeah, me too, man. It's just, I don't know. I miss my sights, but still, you know, especially with the, you, you have problems with the, the, the Huey. Huey kills, yeah. I hate it. I hate the Huey. It's always it. something. It's always, always something. Come on now, let's do this. Um, but, uh, oh, God, we kind of got off track talking about Battlefield, so I give me a headache thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Back to magic. Back yeah. to our. Yo, what's going on? Welcome back to the brainstorm. We had a, a little Skype. I don't know what the reason is, but it seems like Skype doesn't like the brainstorm. But um, we're coming here to the second part of the show. Um, Phil's not going to be able to finish the second part with us because of other matters. But we do have the deck doctor and a special guest, a special listener to the brainstorm. Um, his name is Sergio, and uh, he's been listening to the show for a long time. So uh, I'll let everybody, you know, introduce themselves. What's going on, fellas? What's up? How you doing? Not much good, 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 good. Deck Dr. Sergio. So, um, Sergio, we want to uh, thank you for coming to the brainstorm and uh, and join the, join us today. So, but um, since you're the special guest, man, give uh, everybody a little 411 about yourself. Uh, all right. Well, thanks. I appreciate for for you guys having me on here. No problem, man. Um, I'm from Miami. I've uh, been playing Magic down here for a while. I played uh, from back in revised to about alliances or so and i had a big gap like most magic players do and uh i got back in in october of last year when scars came out i had an old uh old friend of mine that i saw at a card store when i was trying to sell some old cards and and i saw what magic had turned into and it's just it was just way better because it was a lot faster but it was still balanced you know Back then, it was a lot slower. You couldn't do too many exciting things back then. But uh, it's just gotten crazy, man. And I love how it's gotten, and it's still a balanced game. Um, and I like I like how Wizards, uh, they kind of listen to their customers and, and, you know, finally dropped the band hammer on Jace. Yeah, so so yeah. Forward, so. yeah. So I'm, I'm liking the Magic community right now, so... Good to be back. Yeah, I mean, you know, we know how you are because, like, we're we're both, you know, previous players ourselves from uh, uh, a little lapse in time, and um, they come back to the game of Magic. You know, it's good to see you know, you know, back some of the uh, as I call them, old heads back into <laughs> the, back into the game of game of Magic and stuff. So, but uh, yeah, man, anytime that you got free time, man, and if you're able to jump on, you know, just like me and you were talking about earlier, man, you know, we're you know both family people, so. If you get a chance to come on and jump on the show, man, you know, only thing you could do is hit me up, hit me up with a text or with a um, with an email, and we'll definitely get you on for next week. Cause it's already Wednesday. Today's already Wednesday, so we'll be doing another show. Yeah. Hopefully, we try to do them like every Sunday or so. But um, you know, like I said, family members pressing. But um, this week we had the deck doctor in. You call him on his non-busy day, Mister uh, Mister Toby. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, man. Oh, uh, it's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. And uh, um. This week, um, we have a, um, he wrote a very, very good in-depth article for the Brainstorm website. If you guys want to check it out. And don't sell it up like that. Or don't uh, sell it up like, I, uh, I wrote an article. And, and uh, not, not this super in-depth thing. I wrote it, an article. <laughs> it's, alright, reason I, I, I boasted so much because it's the very first article of the Brainstorm. So it's a special article, okay? And when you write another one, then it's, it'll be just an article. Since it's the first one, okay. you're going to hype it up, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, alright, alright. <laughs> But uh, if you want to check out that article that he wrote, you have to um, check us out at um, com and uh, click on Articles and News, and you will see that very in-depth article. I say it's in-depth mostly because it'll be in-depth for new people. You know, if it's like a normal player who's been playing Magic, they can get your point, but I think it would be good for a new player to read and understand, you know, and get some information on building a deck. But uh, just give them a, um, a brief preview about what the, that article is about. Well, I wrote the article. First of all, the first half of it is my history in magic. That's pretty much the first half of the article is. And then I sat down, and now, even in the article I clean, by no means am I, you know, the be-all, be-all deck builders. You know, there are people out there who are much better at it than I am. But, so what I did is I 
set out and made a very simple deck that I call March of the Golems, which uses a precursor golem as the main focus of the deck. And I, you know, I started out building what I call foundation cards. And then as I write more and more of these articles, I plan on writing four of them for deck building, and then I'll think of another topic and write more articles on that. But as I do it, I'm going to be editing and modifying this deck, this precursor golem deck, for to show you my process of deck building. And, you know, like I say in the article, and I say with everything in life, take what, I, what I've learned and what my knowledge, combine it with what you know, mix it up, Make it what you do, because not everybody builds a deck the same way. This is how I have to do it, or I make garbage. <laughs> Understandable, yeah, very much, very much so. But um, have you guys um checked out like me and Phil? We're talking about the other part of the show since you guys are here. Need you get your guys input about this new M12. I don't know if anyone of y'all made to any of the pre-releases, but um, we did. But if not, have you um? I know that the Whole complete deck list is out either on the Magic Together or on uh, TCG Players. Yeah, I, I, I went to a pre-release uh, this weekend, man, and it was fun, man. Um, I gotta say though, pull, pulling a Jace uh, when everybody's playing forty-card decks is just unfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 is true. Um, do you do you actually you actually pull the Jace and played it? Yeah, I pulled the Jace, and every time I I played it, you know. Uh, by the time, you know, you get to fifth turn, there are already like 30 cards, so you just gotta mill them three times. <laughs> and, yeah. and then I had, I think I, I played blue black, I pulled, uh, Diabolic Tutors, two of those, so I can uh, go get my J's. Wow. I pulled, um, a lot of discard stuff, distress, you know, and the, uh, the one black card that surprised me a lot was Cemetery Reaper. Mm-hmm. Cemetery Reaper. Yeah, it's, uh, Three mana, one black black, two two. Other zombies get plus one plus one. Oh, now, yes, I, I yes. didn't I didn't pull any other zombies in my packs, but I play with him just for his ability because what he'll do is you pay two and a black, you tap it, you exile a creature from any graveyard, and you get a two two black zombie token that becomes a three three. Right, right. So it doesn't good. really have to be a zombie deck, but it was just a great card, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, dang, you know, just just putting a little bit in there, you know, um, uh, those guys sitting next to me, I'll probably retelling the story again, but since you guys weren't here, but um, he um, he pulled a Frost Titan and a Jace in 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 his packs, yeah, oh. but his Jace was a foil Jace. Ooh. Oh, yes, he put a foil Jace. Then it it seemed like like the misgaver I got was time reversal. I had to trade to get my Jace. Oh, no, I'm not, oh, I love time reversal. Yeah. I love that card. Yeah, my yeah. tournament deck, I have four of them. Just yeah. well, I'm probably gonna drop it down to two because it was for Jace, the Mind Sculptor. That was my defense against Jace was yeah. time reversals yeah. and tumble magnets. Yeah. Well, I don't really need that anymore, so I might drop it down to two yeah. because I still Jace Erasures, Mind Unbound. I mean, there's some pretty cool stuff. Right. For drawing cards and making me discard and grind clock still available. Yes, it is. And um, but the one card that I enjoyed playing with the most was um, Gunny Chaga, the Quick Silver Amulet. Oh, mm. you pulled one of those? Yes, wow. I did. <laughs> pulled pulled that one and the four one. Nice. And um, that card, um, I I misplaced. Uh, it's a mis- it's a rare card, but uh, it's it's one of the um, new. I can't remember name, but it's it, power. It's power and toughness is equal to the number of uh, creatures in your graveyard. Well, I and this guy was just 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 destroying me. Then I was able to pull that card out with the with um with my uh, silver silver amulet because it's it's a seven cast casting card, and I only had four about four or five mana out. And I put it on. That's how I beat him. But uh, but that I mean, you just gotta that that's the card of the week. I saw if you guys check out the website because. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I get it, that you play, you put out any creature in your hand onto the battlefield. That's a Bright Stone Colossus. You know what I'm saying? So you know. Yeah. I mean, that's that that is so many different varieties of uh, of um, you know things you can do. But um, it's like 
to me, that's one of the one to me one of the best cards. It's not the best, but it's one of the. I mean, it's one of one of the most unrated cards out there. I think. A lot of people have been talking about it. A lot of people have been talking about, you know, the Chandra's and the new Jays and how this and how the new Chandra's better than Ryan Sculptor and all those other, you know, there's been a lot of different previews on it and stuff. So, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of different combinations that now I think that since this M12 is coming out that the call, not the call blades, but the, um, what, Vernicuts and the, um, Split Twin decks are going to have some nifty, nifty competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been putting the, I'm just theoretically putting together a discard deck uh, based just on yeah. M12, purely yes. on M12, yes. and yes. it's 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 really gross. Um, some of the cards like the Grand Abolisher, right. I love that card. I really do. Uh, what do you think about um, Monomania? Mono, uh, what color is that one? It's the, it's the black. It, it, it's five mana sorcery. It's uh, rare, I think. Um, you you get to, you get to basically look at their or no, they get to look at their hand. They choose one card they want to keep and they discard the rest. Wow, that's that's I mean, really wicked. Yeah, it's it's kind of yeah, it's kind of iffy for like aggro decks where by fourth or fifth turn they might not have that many cards. But it might be a good sideboard in against control decks yeah. where they have the card advantage and they're always drawing cards. And mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about now. I just thought about it. What card is that? I knew what it was before I even pulled up here on the computer. That card yeah. right there is 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 uh, as an excellent, excellent card. Target player chooses a card in his her hand and discards the rest. That right there would be. Yeah, you're basically telling him, hey, pick what you think is going to win you the game and, and forget about the rest. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Then, uh, then that turn I see that as a great blue-black control. I mean, yeah. using that in blue-black control, because now you've dropped them down to one card. Yeah. I mean, a simple Cataxian Probe, I know what it is now. Right. And it's you can't counterspell fish with only one card in your hand. Exactly. And it's it's a hard thing to do. Blue, I, I know I've said it before, Sergio, but in case you didn't hear, is uh, like my favorite color. I love blue. That's your color. What do you think about Time Reversal being uh, reprinted, though? I mean, uh, I kind of, I was kind of hoping for Time Walk to be reprinted, mm. but well, you know, Time Reversal being reprinted, I saw that coming because it's it's blue. I mean, it's it's. But that's not. There used to be the Wheel of Fortune, which was red, and that yeah. did almost the exact same thing. You shuffle your hand into your library and draw seven new cards. Now this time, you know, we're adding a uh, the graveyard to it. It's expensive for what it does, but I love this card. Yeah. I mean, five mana for graveyard hand resh- uh, hand library reshuffle. You know yeah. the. Wheel of Fortune was only three, mm. and it was a sorcery, but it was red. It was a really, like, odd card in red back in the day, and that's what reminds me of the, uh, what is it, the goofy one in red this time. I can't oh, the, uh, the Grim Lava Mancer? No, it's a sorcery. Scrambleverse. Oh, Scrambleverse, yeah. Yeah, that's, it's one of those red every now and then, it... Every other set or so, they get this just random weird car that has something to do with chaos. Scramble versus this one. I mean, we used to have stuff like, um, oh, my brain is blank today. Um, <laughs> flip a coin, it does damage. Oh, it yes, land yes, tails. yes. If you don't do that, then you get that damage, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there used to be some, cr- Red had some crazy weird cards. Um, the fact they reprinted Fork. Yeah, but it's called Reverberate now, and it's even more powerful than Fork, because Fork you can only do your uh, sorceries or an instance. Reverberate is I can do any sorcery instant now, and it's you know mm. more powerful than the old school Fork. Yeah, but the card that I saw and I was like, "Thank you, Wizards! They reprinted Mana Barbs." Mana Barbs. Yeah, mana okay. Barbs yeah. three in a red. Every time someone taps a land for mana. Barbs deals a point. Yeah, I love yeah. mana barbs. Yeah, yeah. The, see, they got a whole bunch. I mean, a whole bunch of different, you know, new, you know, like cars I I kind of seen before from like 
like the abilities are a little bit different, but like the sun, like the sundial of in Infinity. Yeah, that oh, that one looks interesting. That I mean, it ends your turn, right? Yeah, in turn, actually, only doing your turn. I mean, I guess you can like I, I heard somebody talking about it before. I'm not sure exactly. And I'm, I know there's a big way of using this card. Like I guess when you're attacking or or doing something, and they're about to try to you know play something on. The, and you just end your turn right there, then it just basically. It is a, it is a cool like ultimate. Uh, no, that's not going to happen for just about any color other than blue. Yeah. Blue has that already built in with lots of counter spells and stuff like that. Right. But if you're playing like a green aggro deck yeah. and or a white aggro deck, and they're just burning the crap out of you with red, or just making you do everything with black, right. you just go no, turn is done. Yeah, but you, you, you can only do that on your turn, right? Exactly. You can only, do, but it's it's still like I'm declaring a big attack phase, something like that, and they just they bust out just like eat me. Well, as defense is declared, and I realize that I'm going to lose half my board, I'll just end my turn. Oh, okay. Stuff like gotcha. that. It's it, yeah. You can also do. I also had an idea of using like a flash deck, uh, and doing everything on their turn. Yeah, exactly. And just not letting them and not having a turn myself. <laughs> everything on their turn. Only go into my upkeep and then in my turn. Basically trying to do like a like a little splitter twin ordeal. Yeah, and yeah. using using the sundial of the infinite and mind unbound because during my upkeep I'd be drawing cards yes, and do exactly. nothing on my own turn. Exactly. I, just it, I don't know how that would do in a tournament, but I think it'd be just kind of a fun, goofy deck, just like sitting around a couple of buddies at the you know the kitchen table playing games. Just go your turn. T- oh, right. your turn again. Just having a good time. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you think about this um, this new um, disrest? Oh, the new dis- the duress? No, no. The, this one's uh, di instead of du. The basic, oh, yeah, but basically it's the same thing as as duress. But it's a uh, non-land. Oh, distress. Yeah, distress. Yes, you can. Um, you can. It's two, two black. Like the the, the rest is one, and target player reveals his or her hand. You choose a non-creature, non-land card from that player discards a card. See now, you can play it with with two, and remove a creature and not worry about land. I yeah. think I will be playing that card more than I will be playing uh, uh, duress. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because. And, and to me, well, that now if you, if you if you play like duress uh, and despise, you cover pretty much anything because you get yeah. you get non creatures and you get creatures with despise. You know, yeah, that's so you true. Can play you can play those two, or you could just play distress and you don't have to run eight of a discard spell. You know, yeah. this card's always been kind of iffy because late game it kind of kind of is useless, yeah. but. With distress, you know, it's, it might just be like the perfect card to run four of. Yeah. And not have to run, you know, another four for Inquisition and another four for Duress, yeah. you know. I, I think I think that right there will uh, drop the card of, of the Inquisition Coastal because now it's like six, seven bucks for that card. Now wow. This, yeah. Now, now this card coming out, well, I think will drop the value because is with the uh, Inquisition Coastal is anything three or less. So now, what you got? You got this. You just pay. Let's wait an extra turn and, and play extra two black. You really don't. And to me, you don't. That, like, you, like you said earlier, like you just said, you know, now you don't have to run two dresses and two in Christian Kozilek. Now you can just run straight four of the um, uh, and that's it. And another thing is that before all discard spells were vulnerable to uh, what's it called? That one mana counter. Uh, oh. Um, um, um mental misstep. misstep, yes. Yeah. yeah. And that card is huge in, in, in uh in legacy and stuff like that. So yes. a lot of people play it and if they see distress, you know, and they're running mental misstep because they think you got this card that's gonna be useless for them. Yeah. Yeah, true true. I can also see using distress and duress as uh sideboard exchanging. Uh, if you're running a, against a hard aggro, then you use distress. But if you're using against a hard control deck or a hard, you know, spell heavy deck, then why mm-hmm. not use duress? Because duress is cheaper. Yeah, yeah. And it's easier. You can also use it for fishing, uh, especially if you're running a hardcore control deck. You can use it for fishing. So I can see it as you know, you're putting duress in your sideboard, and then play the first game. Oh, they're playing hardcore control. Swap out the distress for the duress. 
You guys, you guys remember a card called Him to Torak? Oh, Him to Torak. Yeah. This is one of my favorite artworks. It was, it was two mana, man. That was, that was sick. Yeah, was discard two card. cards at random, yeah. which yeah. is better than Mind Rot. Mind Rot was, yeah. you know, it's just two cards. Very like, true. For three mana. I love the Him to Torak. I love the artwork on one particular one. It had the, the guys, are, like the overhead view of like cultists around a circle. Right. Yeah. One of my yeah. favorite. Oh, artworks. yeah. They did have a different artwork, didn't they? Yeah, yeah that was fall, that was like Fallen Empires thing. They right. same card. It would have like four different artworks, or the old school uh, hippie hypnotic specters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One, two, black. Whenever he hits you, discard a card at random. Two, two, flying. You know, you know what? I just you're talking about. You know the colors that we like. I just realized right now on the show we have three black blue players. You know, I just remember reading, uh, reading uh, Sergio's email the second ago. Then I remember when you came down and uh, joined me and my friend at Magic. We were all black blue. So right now, well, the black blue crew is on right now. <laughs> and, um, well, um, I have I have played and won tournaments with green decks, with red decks, with white decks. I mean, I have, but my go-to whenever I'm sitting there and I look at a new set and I'm clicking through the the cards, the first color I look at is blue. Yeah. Then I look blue. at black, and then I'll look at the other stuff. Yeah. Like you know, like I said, I tweeted a couple of days ago. I like white in this set. It's a you know, yeah, white cool things good. in white. Yeah. Like oh, I said, yeah, Oblivion I, Ring is is amazing. Oh, ring, I mean, but Oblivion Ring, yeah. Like red has no answer to that, which is kind of mm-hmm. unfair, I think. But red has no enchantment removal, so how no. could they deal with something like that? You know, no, it's not. There is. Like so, I said. Right now, I think my favorite card in M12 is the Grand Abolisher. I really like this card. Two white. During your turn, opponents can't cast spells, activate abilities of artifacts, creatures, or enchantments. Two two. I love this guy. Yeah, yeah and that means they can't pull off the twin combo with the Deceiver on your turn, and no. exactly, you know, it, it slows it up a, a little bit. But yeah, white white really. I mean, Ivory Mask, Island Sanctuary. Festival. It all reminds me of those cards, and I, yeah. I made a deck a long time ago uh, that was a complete white stall. That's all it did. Cops, island sanctuaries, just stalled them, and all I did was just sit yes. there. And people hated playing that deck, but I thought it was so much fun because all I would do, and I had Felden's Canes. That was the old school graveyard, you know, retrieval cards. Felden's Canes, and I just sit there, and I wouldn't do anything. It was yeah. white, blue. I'd, I'd magical hack my uh, island sanctuary, yeah. and I just let them deck themselves out. People hated that deck, but I just thought it was a lot of fun because yeah. it just made people so angry. Always. And this is a card that I could. It would totally fit in there. I mean, M12. I, I think they did pretty good on the thing. What the part that you know some of you know some of the other emails and listeners that I got is that they don't think they brought back enough vampires. What? Yeah, well, it's like Zindikar was the vampire block. Yeah. Give me my zombies and my skeletons and black is beautiful. Well, yeah. 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 But they're gonna have they're gonna have everything to choose from until October. Yeah. So they're gonna have the I got old Zendikar block yeah. and the new the new beefy vampire yeah. and all that stuff. I I have right now I have in, in the past two days I built four decks because of the M twelve. Wow. And one of them was uh my vampire deck. I got all my vampire nighthawks. I mean, all that stuff. And um, that um, the pre-release card, the vampire pre-release card that you got. Um, oh, the oh, blood Blast God. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood yeah. Lord. Yeah, Blast Blood God. Lord. Yeah, I got, I got place that, um, place that to him because I, I traded for him because he's basically going to be the king of my, uh, my vampire that I'm making. But I mean, I brought back all, all the vampires, nighthawks, freaking um, um. Like I'm right now, I'm drawing blank. I have my list on here, but um, pretty much all you know, cause I'm, I plan on playing vampires hardcore until you know, you know, not hardcore, but you know, mostly till you know, till I get done. But I mean, but once these other vampires clear out, man, it's not you still gonna you're not gonna have like a complete vampire deck, but right. you're gonna have, but you still gonna have strong, you know, strong enough vampires to be, you know, know to know to play with. So also because. But like you said, like Toby said, they know. I guess mostly, you know, this is like a light touch of vampires. You know, more people are calling back for the zombies and skeletons to come back. 
So, which mm-hmm. they did bring back some of their um, some of the the, the re- regenerating skeletons and stuff. So, and mm-hmm. but oh yeah, I remember, and um, like somebody before said, wish they would bring back Bloodgast and all this stuff. And I was just thinking, it's like maybe that's not. I don't really think that's called they're gonna really bring back. So. Yeah, because uh, that that whole landfall stuff was all Zendikar. Yeah, exactly. But are you are you running uh, adaptive automaton in your vampire deck? Yeah, I am. Nice, nice. That's that's really sweet Thank card, man. They made it they made it so versatile for for any kind of deck, yeah. any theme deck, you know. Yeah, it's just you know, most I was building. Most I got really into it because Jones is a you know you know Toby knows he you know he's big into vampires and. And, uh, you know, and dark elves and stuff, but, um, mostly that's, that's kind of, I was building it for, you know, get, help him get an idea, but then realizing that it's only gonna be here for a few months. But, um, I, I have a question for you guys. Do Uh-oh. you, uh, <laughs> well, it's, it's, simple, it's just, it's, it's about spiritual twin decks. Me personally, I understand the basis of splitter twins, but the decks that I've seen online, Seeing Peter build the one that I built, you know, basically some of the ones around. I, I just don't think Splitter Twin is like all the rave. Now everybody's like, now since um, Call Blade's gone, now Splitter Twin and, and Velka's gonna be the deck. Me personally, I built, I built a uh, a Splitter Twin deck, basically almost a key except to a couple couple cards that I didn't I didn't have from Warwick, and I just replaced those with a couple of uh, scars from Scars of Mirrodin. But the deck that I made that I I called um, Return of the Titans. It's, it's a black red. It has um, two infernal titans, two grave titans, three Shonda Phoenixes, and um, some other cards. But I I made that deck out of my own you know own bases. And I I play against I played six times with that with my deck and the Valcut deck, not Valcut but the Splitter deck, and I beat it. So the question is, why is Splitter Twin deck such a big hype? Toby, go ahead. Yeah, I know you're, uh, you're, that, you're that guy, so. You know, a Splinter Twin, I don't know. I, I think it's a cool card, but using it with the, um Art, um uh, the Arch, X-Arch. Yeah, the X-Arch. I mean, it's a really cool combo, but it's just a simple form of blue control. Yeah. And I see people pairing it up with such, some of the strangest cards. Uh, I personally would have never put a Splinter Twin on the Exarch. Yeah. Just looking at a Splinter Twin, I, I would go for the bigger things. I, you know, like I said, I, I still want to see. I, I don't have any Splinter Twins, or I'd make it myself, and I just don't have the, you know, the time to to make a Splinter Twin deck. Yeah. Um, but I personally want to see it in a red green aggro. I mean, yeah. why why cross the colors and you know use a card that's uh, to me screams aggro. That yeah. screams an aggro deck to me, and just you know. And now we see uh, M12. While I'm sitting here talking, it's the very bottom of the list. Hold on. Warstorm Surge. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it deals damage equal to the player, equal to the t- its power to target creature or player. Now I could just I do Splinter Twin on top of them. Uh, of an Inferno Titan. Yes, now I'm that's hitting, why. I'm hitting six from the Warstorm Surge. I'm hitting three from the Titan, and then I immediately hit the attack because the Splinter Twin uh, copy gives me an attack. This is twelve damage. You can't do anything about, and you still have a six-six Stompy looking at you. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I see things like that, and then people are putting on, on you know, the X art, and. I get, I get it. It blows my mind because that, like I said, that card to me, and you know, other people see it differently, and that's cool. But to me, that just screams red aggro. Yeah. It's all that just aggro. <laughs> just do it. Beat yeah. them in the face with that red, and then when yeah. they're down, you throw the fireball at them, yeah. burn them, turn around, and walk home. Yeah, yeah I, I do that. Uh, cause I, I was thinking because, I mean, I'm saying like. I got on my uh, X arches out. Was unable to pull any split twins. If you don't pull any split twins, pretty much you're done, man. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like my red deck and the shining fingers in the air, popping them off. I mean, it's and light, uh, lightning bolting. I got go for the throats, you know, and, and then I'm able to. Uh, I have. And what really kills them is my tumbler magnets. 
I just throw those down on there and stuff. It's just I just don't really see the hype in it right now because I, I think more decks I build, the smarter I get on making the cards. And then you pointing this out, this Warstorm surge out, it just oh, opened yeah. up opened up my eyes in a whole different direction because I have I have three of these. I, I pull three of these on my thing. So I mean, it's just just crazy. What, what about you, Sergio? What do you think about it, man? Uh oh, and I did you lose Sergio. Uh, there's a problem with this call. Oh, while we try to get the call back. Hmm. Yep, we have lost Sergio. He he just popped back online, so he should be trying to come back on here in a minute. Okay. But, uh, hey, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, that's all right. Oh, there, he there he is. Back to the show. Back here in the brainstorm. It's all right, man. We'll just uh come to you and uh you know see what your insight is on. On the uh, split twin decks, you know, and why do people think they're so like big hype? Because like when you look at it on like on TC Player, they're like four zero, four zero, four zero. But I build the exact same deck that they have. I play my own same deck and I smash them. And and, and this is when like I play test with a lot of friends. I play test them with. I sometimes I have three people playing versus not not you know just like three people with this one deck. You know, so basically getting thoughts from three different people while I play by myself. And my deck still beat the call, uh, no, not call, I can't say, call play still in my head. I don't know why call play <laughs> still in my head. Get it out of your head. I'm trying to, man, but the split twin, but, uh, just want to get, you know, what your hype on, why everybody thinks the split twin deck is so, so good. Well, I actually got splinter twins a while ago before this whole twin craziness went off. And I used to have a deck with mirrors where you can make infinite mirrors, but ah. you you, you kind of needed, like, two cards. You needed two certain types of mirrors out, the galvanizer and the Amanda mirror. Mm-hmm. And then you could, you know, but you started to rely on, like, three cards for the combo. And, you know, it, it didn't work that great. But then when Deceiver XR came out, it was like, oh, wow, you just need two cards now to pull off an infinite combo. But... You know, like Toby, like Toby said, there's you could do. Everyone has hate built into their deck now for Splinter Twin. They'll put in spell skites, they'll put in dismembers, you know. So that's I don't think it's going to do that well anymore because everyone's kind of plotting against it. But if you start to do some other stuff with Splinter Twin that's more creative that people don't expect, like putting it on tight. I saw this weekend. I saw a deck with it was a Valica deck, red green. With blue splash in it just for Deceiver Exarch, and they ran the Splinter Twins so they could put it on the Exarch or their Primevals or their Inferno Titans. Right. And that, that was a pretty tough deck, but. Yeah, I, mean, I, I see it better with uh, Primeval Titans and Infernals. They, 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 they say that one of the worst cards you can put in a deck is an Enchant Creature card because it's, you know, first of all, it, re- it relies on the creature to, to live. Yeah. And without a creature, it's a dead card. Right. So that it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like one of the, not the worst cards you could put, but it, it, you know, it requires too much stuff to be going on for it to be successful. Right. So. Um, but. But I mean, that's that. That's I think that's the whole point of the day. It is not most the point of those. That card is not for it to stay around for a long time. It's just there to pull that quick combo off and win the game. Right. That's what it's on. But uh, that's what I think it is. I don't know. I just don't see the hype of it. I wanted to see the hype of it, and I couldn't afford to build uh, a Callblade deck to play against because of this and stuff. So, but um, I was able to afford it this one and test playing over and over again. And right now, I just don't see a hype. But I'm gonna write something up for the website and uh, have everybody. Come on, um, come by and check it out and check out my, my little arc. I'm gonna write on this whole, whole Splinter Twin deck and why I think it's bogus. I think something could be better. But look like somebody's writing me. But, uh, <laughs> no problem, no problem at all, no problem at all. But um, this is about about time to time to wrap up the show. We try to try to keep the show under a minute thirty, about a minute ten, or not a minute, a minute ten, an hour. I'll mm-hmm. ten, so because we don't want the guests to run away and be able to listen to the whole show. Yeah. But um, that's pretty much what it is. And 
this is I want uh, you know a challenge for for us uh, Tezzy players. I want to see if I want each one of us to build a Tezzeret deck, you know. And uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be physically. Just something that we can put on a TCG player so everybody can check out and just see how closely we can build a Tezzeret together. You know what I'm saying? You know, I build one, I build a certain way. Sergio builds one, basically. Same but different. Of course, you know, Dan, uh, Toby, he's going to do the same thing and be different. But I think, you know, like I was talking about getting three minds together, building a tether, I think we can build a, uh, uh, build a pretty good bomb tether deck that we can run at this, uh, Friday Night Magic each Friday. So, cause also I'm putting the word out now, Splitter Twins is a bunch of bogus. So if you plan on playing Splitter Twins, prepare for a heartbreak because if your plan gets red, you're not going to have a chance to pull off no combos. In the story, because <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, man. Because look at um, four S arcs. Um, there's um, four um, what? Yeah, four snappers and a couple other creature cards. So basically, it's eight so cards. But you know, then you got that in between sixty cards. And after I was lightning bolting him, dublating him, returning cards back to his hand, you never get it. Like um, like right before uh, he was able, because I arrest him. Then I saw that he had a uh, spirit twin in his hand, so I uh, um, rest that the spirit twin out, and pretty much he was done. I mean, he, he he couldn't do nothing else to me. So I mean, that's to me that's how we did it. I thought it was all cool because everybody was talking about it, but from word from uh, from the brainstorms, spirit twin decks are bogus. If you guys feel bogus, if I feel like something's different, you guys need to let me know. But um. Pretty much just going, we're going to wrap it up. Once again, I want to thank Toby and our guest Sergio. I'm sure Sergio's probably going to be able to join us for a few more of these uh, brainstorm podcasts. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, no problem, man. Thank you for coming. So, Phil, sorry that you weren't able to make it to the show, brother, but uh, if you're going to be listening to the podcast, you know, we, we was thinking about you, bro. So, uh, thanks everyone for listening to the, listening to the brainstorm. I'm your host Tyrone here with Toby and Sergio, and we will catch you guys next week. Later, guys. Right, see you guys.